Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, only about 13 minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word every day. And that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Share these short studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally, literally everybody you can. There are people out there, some you know, who need to turn their lives around, and they need to come to God through Jesus Christ. You may help them do so. You may help them ultimately get to heaven by getting them into God's Word through these short studies every day. Great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study. We've done some teaching about heart troubles in generally, in general. And what we need to understand is that when we're talking about oh, all kinds of sinfulness, evil, wickedness, actions that take part or that, that individuals take part in, uh, the things we see around us in our nation and around the world, the ungodliness and so on, ultimately the seat of those kinds of behavior, those kinds of lifestyles, well, it's your heart. It comes from the heart. Jesus said that. He talked about out of the heart proceed all kinds of evil. I want to look at Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 15 and verse 19. Jesus said, out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. Now, we might think about how important it is for us to wash our hands before we eat. And that is important, you know, from a health perspective. And, but Jesus said to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. Now, in the Jewish mindset and the culture of that day, when Jesus issued these particular statements, the, the Jewish mindset was, you know, it had like a spiritual implication. You've got to wash your hands before you eat. And if you don't, well, you can be defiled. Well, Jesus said, what, eating with unwashed hands does not defile a man, but it's what you do that comes forth from your heart. Now, we're not talking about that organ or that muscle that pumps blood through our circulatory system continually every day, all day long through the, through, throughout our lives. We're talking about the seat of our conscience, our mind, our emotions, our soul, our spiritual, our spiritual identity. It, that's what we're talking about. All of that kind of lumped together as from the heart. Now, somebody will say, I just know in my heart, and they'll make a fist and they'll, they'll you know, kind of pound their chest a little bit. Well, they don't know anything in that muscle. That muscle is a muscle, <laughs> okay? But what they're really talking about is in their mind or in their soul or in their emotions, in their thought process. That's what they're really talking about. And, and, and so Jesus said, evil actions, wickedness, unrighteousness, sinfulness, ungodliness, all of that. It, it, is, it takes its root ultimately in the heart. Well, I want us to talk about one particular form of heart trouble from speaking from that kind of perspective. 
in this particular line of study, and that's hatred. Hatred. Hatred is all around us. In fact, I've never seen such open hatred as I witness in our nation right now. We, we just have different elements of our culture who are just hateful toward each other. And, and I think it's outright abject hatred in so many cases. If you don't agree with me, then you're to be hated, you know, maybe destroyed in some way because you don't agree with me because I'm right and you've got to be wrong. You can only be right if you agree with me. It's in, and we're talking about philosophical. We're talking about political. We're talking about ideological positions. And those ought not be positions that would generate hatred in our heart towards somebody else who does not necessarily completely agree with us. But that is the reality in our nation right now, in our culture. Hatred, it's usually the idea, the mindset that you're going to hurt somebody else or that you're against somebody else. But hatred truly is a two-edged sword. It is anger that has gone to seed. So you see, we have, to be, we have to be careful when we start letting anger build within us and let it abide within us because ultimately it can develop into a whole lot worse and ultimately hatred. And hatred then can lead to violence and even murder. Anger is harbored, it is nurtured, it is cultivated. Eventually, it, it develops into full-blown hatred. And if openly acted upon, then hatred, again, can do terrible damage to the one who is its focus, who the hatred is against. It can generate both verbal and physical violence and, in its most uncontrolled expression, as I said, even murder. But at the same time, and I said this is a two-edged sword, hatred, at the same time, hatred will gradually but steadily eat away, as would acid, or cancer at the heart of the individual who bears it toward another. To harbor hatred against somebody is to ultimately do damage to yourself and probably more damage to yourself than you would do to that person or those persons toward whom your hatred is focused. As, as that happens, as it starts to eat away at yourself, well, then hatred not only robs a person of peace and happiness in this life, but it can also deprive that person of eternal life in heaven hereafter. So two lives end up ruined. The life of the one who is being hated and also the life of the one who bears that hatred. Obviously, in the heart of a faithful, dedicated, loving Christian, there can be no room for hatred toward another human being. Hatred can have terrible repercussions. Hatred is an emotion that is continually and consistently warned against throughout the scriptures of God's word. Continually, consistently. Think about that first murder that is recorded in scripture. And that would be the murder of, between the two sons of Adam and Eve. Cain murdered his brother, Abel. I want us to read the account in Genesis chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. Now, Adam knew his wife Eve, and she conceived and bore, and bore Cain, 
and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the, of the ground. And in the process of time, in other words, as they grew up, that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now, obviously, God had instructed both of these brothers, Cain and Abel, as to what he wanted them to offer to him by way of sacrifice in way, in, and by way of worshiping God. The Hebrews writer tells us that it was by faith that Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. And as we keep emphasizing in these short studies, faith comes by hearing the word of God. So obviously God had instructed both Cain and Abel as to what they should, as to what they were supposed to offer by way of sacrifice to him in worship to him. And Abel obeyed. He offered of the uh, of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. But Cain, he went a different direction. He uh, tried to he he tried to offer to God of the fruit of the ground. And God respected Abel's sacrifice, but not Cain's. Cain was angry. In fact, it says uh, he was very angry. And God instructed him. We might even call it a rebuke. So why are you angry? If you do well, then you'll be accepted. If you don't do well, then understand that's sin. And sin wants to have its way with you. And it's not the sin. It's the devil who is the instigator of the sin or the tempter to try to lead us into sin. In verse 8, Cain talked with, his, with Abel, his brother, and, came, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. He killed his own brother. Now, we'd say murder. Why did Cain murder his brother Abel? Because he was angry that God accepted Abel's sacrifice but did not accept Cain's sacrifice. And again, again, as the Hebrews writer said, by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Now, why did he kill his brother? Why did he murder his brother? Don't you think there was hatred there toward Abel? But was the hatred totally toward Abel or toward God? Abel simply did what God said to do. Cain did not. And Cain was angry, very angry toward Abel, apparently. I, I think we could say hatred. Hatred took root there through his anger, and he murdered his own brother. My, my. Hatred. We have to guard against letting it develop and abide within our heart. We'll go a little bit further, talking about this two-edged sword called hatred next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us. And Father, help us, 
help us to guard against letting anger prevail in our hearts and ultimately develop into hatred. Help us to be strong against the devil's temptations and to glorify you in the way we live, Father, and think. Please, Father, forgive us for our sins. And we pray, gracious Father, in Jesus' name, amen.